0: (laughs) Hey, besties. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back. We just, we went and visited a local high school this morning and talked to some seniors about careers. Kind of tag teamed it, didn't we? Yeah, we tag teamed it. Yes. Kelsey went first and talked about becoming a therapist. And then I went after that with entrepreneurship and what that looks like. You're pretty nervous, I was nervous at first just because
0: it was the morning, they were really sleepy, and I'm thinking they probably think we are the most boring humans ever to walk.
1: Hi, I'm Casey, and right here beside me is Kelsey. We are licensed professional counselors, mothers, entrepreneurs, oh, and besties. We know firsthand what it's like to wake up one day and think, how in the heck did I wind up here?
0: Through our own journeys of self-discovery, we found that joy is something that has to be pursued through internal work. Now we are on a mission to help women from all walks of life understand themselves more so they can have real lasting
1: joy. Join us every Thursday to hear fun and insightful interviews with experts who can point you toward self-discovery and fulfillment. I used to, even though I was a teacher, like it used to make me nervous talking to kids especially teenagers, because they're just rude sometimes, you know, like I know there's some really good ones, but then sometimes they're just they're just mean. (laughs) But it didn't bother me at all today. And it was really nice, like watching their faces as we were talking about. I don't know if you noticed, but I did because I was paying attention as I was speaking about internal family systems and attachment styles. And I could really tell that they were interested in thinking about, oh, like what kind of attachment style do I have with my parental figure? Well, I noticed their facial expressions when I was
0: like, every single one of you, it has trauma in here. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, especially in a school setting, I think we know that there's groups of people that act superior, are superior. They might be the popular kids, but to know that they're all in the same playing field and nobody makes
1: it out of this life without a little bit of trauma. Right. And also just like the differences in family dynamic. I shared a little bit about my experience growing up and as a senior in high school, definitely wasn't thinking about what type of attachment style I had to my parents yeah, (laughs) or anything like that. But now it's it's super interesting because if I would have known then what I know now, it would have been totally different. And, you know, I'm like looking around at these 17, 18 year olds and maybe I just like to be tortured or something, but wouldn't it just be really cool to have a group of them that are really excited about entrepreneurship, about going out and creating things and like making change and just being able to mentor that up like the, yeah, that. Yeah, that imagine? would be cool. I know they have that Entrepreneur Academy or whatever it is for for teenagers here locally, but I just think that there's, there has to be more kids. We had several kids come up to us after and was asking about, you know, everything. Is this real life? They would say, (laughs) yeah. Do y'all do this every day? Is this what you do every day? Because before us, there were two seemingly normal people. Yeah. Yeah. That talked about their careers And then here we are, like, (laughs) I'm talking
0: about grapes and EMDR and targeted memories in case he's talking about building all of these businesses that make sense for you. But to the eye, I think people are like, well, where did you get that business? And, Mm -hmm. And when did you start doing this?
1: Yeah, I think it was cool for those kids also to be able to see that you really can live in Somerset, Kentucky and do something that's not standard. Yeah. And not the norm. And one of the people was talking about life insurance, like selling life insurance, which I mean, that's good money. That's flexible schedule. And when he started talking about 401ks and retirement and all that, I'm just thinking, I don't have any of that. And I know that I need to, but like, it's just Mm non-traditional what what we're doing in a lot of ways is non-traditional. And it just kind of made me wonder, like, did anyone, has anyone ever told those kids that that's okay? To be non-traditional? Yeah. Like you don't have to go to school or leave
0: high school and be a teacher or a nurse. Right. It's great if you want to do those things that we need those people, but being non-traditional is okay.
1: And you know, I just remember growing up and this has been a long time ago, but when Nate was on our podcast and we were talking about it, like Nate and I were both super creative teenagers and I... All, you know, like all my friends were in my art classes were going and doing things with art, like in the summers, and and I really seriously considered the Art Institute of Chicago. I really wanted to go there, and the main reason that I didn't is just because at that time I thought I'm never gonna make a living doing this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it sounds great, but like what am I gonna do? And they, of course, they had programs like graphic design and all that stuff, but. It still wasn't like it is now. And all of these kids that are so creative and that are so good with technology, are we encouraging that? Like, are we stifling that? What's Well,
0: I think a lot of times I talk to my clients about, are you putting yourself in a box? Mm -hmm. And I think automatically we put kids in a box because I have several teenagers, you know, one wants to be a dancer and one wants to go do this. Okay. Like, why can't you? Yeah. That's not traditional but you can do whatever you want to do and whatever fits your skill set. We had that one girl come up to us and say, I want a master in psychology, right? Mm -hmm. She's like, well, what should I minor in? And I was like, well, what are you good at? Because in psychology, like, do you like foreign languages? Would you consider sign language? And she's like, art. And Casey's like, perfect, do something in art, run with it.
1: Well, and people think, gosh, I I think the coolest part about entrepreneurship for me is just what what you said about not being put in a box because I think I've always struggled with that whole concept (laughs) (laughs) I should have known this a long time ago I don't know why no one's ever no one ever told me or I just never realized it but I just are you tired of running to the lobby to see if your next appointment has arrived Would you like a more discreet, stress-free way for your clients to check in? Take a deep breath. The Receptionist for iPad empowers your practice to create a zen-like check-in experience. This episode is sponsored by The Receptionist for iPad. It's the highest-rated digital check-in software for therapy and behavioral health offices used by thousands of practitioners across the country. The Receptionist for iPad is a simple and expensive way to allow your clients to discreetly check in to notify providers of a patient's arrival, and to ensure your front lobby is stress-free. The software sends an immediate notification to the therapist when a client checks in and can even ask if any patient information has changed since their last visit. Start a 14-day free trial of The Receptionist for iPad by going to thereceptionist.com besties, and when you do, you'll also get your first month free when you sign up. Like, some days I wake up and I want to dress with my sweatpants on and, like, I guess maybe, okay, I'm just going to ramble, okay? And then you can pull something out of it and make some sense of it. I don't feel like I have a style. Like, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not sporty. It's not prippy. It's just you. It's just something. I don't know, but it's just what I want. I mean, like whatever I'm feeling like I want to wear that day. I mean, I honestly, if I went and going into a high school and didn't want to like concern, uh, offend these conservative people, I would have worn my leather outfit today because that's what <laughs> I wanted to wear. But I didn't. I wore a bunch of nonsense instead. But like, I've always felt like I needed to fit into something. But Never really did, and it. I think it just kind of left me feeling like, well, what, what am I, or what, you know what I'm saying? But like with entrepreneurship, you can create different things that represent different parts of yourself, which I think is cool.
0: Yeah, like you are. You went from talking to my, about Mindsight all the way down to being an author and having a podcast. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of kids were like, "How did she get there?" <laughs> how do we start here and how do we get there? Mm-hmm. Which it all makes sense if you lay it out the way that you laid it out, but I think each thing represents this piece of you, like this creative outlet that you need for mm-hmm. that specific thing.
1: Yeah. So does that mean that there are people out there that really and truly have more to share with the world and they're just not because one, they don't know that they can or they don't know how or I think the box is safe. We talked about in
0: several of the previous podcasts, jog my memory on her name. Christy? Yeah, Christy. Mm -hmm. She was talking about being a cliff jumper and taking risks. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are too scared of the risk because going back to attachment, they've had people in their life who are like, you better just take the safe route. Just become a teacher. Mm -hmm. That's predictable. Mm -hmm. We know how that works. Don't go out and buy a random business because you might fail.
1: Yeah. My family wanted me to join the Air Force. That was my <laughs> Air Force case. <laughs> they wanted me. That's really what I mean. That was the only thing that would get my dad excited or like get him talking to me about the future is if I was talking about the Air Force. You know, I have a lot of people that are also in nursing school and like
0: their family puts a lot of doubt in that because they're not. Their family didn't go to college and my family didn't go to college either. I was the first one to ever graduate college. Same with you too, right?
1: My sister graduated right before you. with her bachelor's before I did, but I graduated with my master's right. first.
0: And so I think there's some, I don't know, sometimes there's a lot of doubt, even if it's not like you can't do that. It's just these like small messages that add up to be, what if I fail? What if everyone's right? And I should just go work at a factory Not that there's anything wrong with factory jobs because I've worked them and I think they're great. But I think a lot of hesitancy and risk taking and
1: doing what you should do, not what you want to do. Mm -hmm. It also makes me wonder as mothers and as parents, like what kind of messages we're sending to our children. Are we putting them in a box without meaning to? We do. Even generationally, we do. Like my
0: generation, we were pushed to go to school, go to college. You'll never find work if you don't go to college, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So you want to know what? All of my generation, even my graduating class, we went off, we went to college, and then we couldn't find jobs. I I put a pause on my college because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. But most of the people I know that went to college and graduated, they did not use their degree. And so I think that there was a big push for that, but I think also just taking in account that. It's okay if you want to go work right out of high school. It's okay if you want to go to college for a couple of years, then work a little bit, then go back to college. There's so many ways you can do it. And I don't think one way is superior than the other way.
1: Also, I think one thing that they don't teach in school, and if I would have had more time with those kids, that this is really what what I would have talked more about, is that lifestyle congruence piece. Like, what kind of lifestyle do you really want? And- How is the career path that you're looking at going to impact or, you know, are you are you going in that direction? And this is just like a really simple thing. I was I went to school to be a teacher. Nothing against teaching, need teachers, need good teachers. But one, it wasn't that like that was something I always wanted to do. It was something that I felt like was easy and fast. And at that point in my life, that's what I needed. I just needed to get the degree. Mm -hmm. Also, I didn't ever thought about the lifestyle component. I'm not a morning person. Teachers have to get up early. I know that sounds really simple. And somebody would have probably said to me, well, you're just going to adjust, you know. It's just part of it. Yeah, but I hear that. (laughs) But, you know, but why do you have to adjust
0: if you... Well, and this this upcoming generation is not going to adjust.
1: Well, that's what I was saying. Like whenever I was talking to them or asking them some questions, like who wants to own their own business? Over half of the room raised their hand. Of course they do mm-hmm. because they want things the way they want them. They want to make their own rules. And what's going to differentiate the ones that are successful to the ones that are not is the initiative. Yeah.
0: You have to put in the work in the beginning to get yeah. what you want.
1: Right. So I think we're going to see more and more of that. And I also gonna, I think we're going to see more and more women coming out of the typical workplace and into different types of... Those girls this
0: morning, every time Casey would say, okay, I need a content creator. I need an author. I need this. The girls would just shoot up and be like, me. <laughs> and it was kind of cool to see to see that kind of like, I don't know, initiative, leadership, whatever it is. Like, I want
1: that. That's yeah, like want. give and... And honest to God, I think I may even reach back out to that school because send those girls to me. Yeah. Like, bring them here. Let me work with them. Like, let me teach them some things. And I just think, why not? Like, they need to know that they can be empowered to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. You can get paid to sit and make things on the computer all day. Yeah, I try to teach that to my own daughters and my oldest is so stubborn. It's just. I mean, I'm just going to keep saying it and keep talking about it just because I don't want to regret the opportunity. But I mean, it, for right now, it just goes in one ear and right out the other. But I think every time that her or uh, Lennon, I don't really do it with Oakland and Thayer because I, I, they're too young. But when the older ones start talking about the future and things that they really like, I'll say, okay, okay. Yeah, that sounds cool. How are you going to monetize that? (laughs) (laughs) Because I think that you can take anything that you love. And as long as you maybe have a mentor or you have somebody that can help you figure out how to make money from it. Because I think you can make money doing anything. You just have to have that grit and determination, I think. And a little bit of strategy.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely some strategy.
1: Like I tell you that a lot with therapy. If it wasn't for mindsight and the group practice and we were just like on an island doing therapy, <laughs> if I was like if I was gonna market you or set you up in business, there would definitely be a strategy to it. Yeah. You would only be doing one type of therapy and that would we would be selling intensives and you would work maybe three, four days a month and be done. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's good that people challenge one another. When, when we start to talk about things that put us in a box, like, well, why does it have to be that way? And does it have to be that way? Cause I really don't think it does. No, I think we're just so used to,
0: I don't know. Don't always do what people want you to do. You know, my mom kept telling me, just go be a nurse. Nurses, there's jobs everywhere for nurses. Like just
1: go be a nurse. Mm-hmm. I don't even like blood. <laughs> like I do not like blood. Uh, queasy. No, I would never want you to be my nurse. You are so rough. Yeah, I'm like a bull in a china shop. It's like, here, let me see your arm. Let me see a (laughs) shot. I mean, God bless you. Be the. It would be like Nurse Ratchet coming in there (laughs) after me. I'd be running down the hall. I think it's okay too to like
0: pause, right? Like people that are in college or whatever. I'm not. I'm not telling you to quit, but it's okay to pause and like reset and kind of regroup of what you actually want to do. Mm-hmm. because there was times in my life where I was not ready to continue with college. And so I stopped and I went and got a career in the human service field. And I realized that I love working with people. It really changed my life because I think I would have been a nurse or I would have been a teacher. And I don't think that that fits with my lifestyle congruence.
1: And maybe you're in the middle of a midlife crisis and you're just not fulfilled. And you want to go do something else. And you want to do something else. Yeah. I think that that, I think people should at least explore that. Well, and I think too, when I was
0: talking about being a therapist, when I was looking for a long-term career, I wanted something that if I got bored, I could do something different. Mm -hmm. So I got a master's in education. I knew that I could take that and do a little bit more education and be a BCBA. So I want to just options. And I think where I'm at now, I have the options to be like, okay, today I want to work with adults, but maybe in three years from now. I want to work with little, little kids or not, or not work at all. I might do something else. I
1: don't know. You might start a restaurant. Here we go. I don't, I mean, I think that I've, I've been all into this, our little Etsy store. People are like, why? Like, why would you do that? So if you're listening, we have an Etsy shop. We are not getting rich people. Like it is not something that we are making shitloads of money on, but what it does do
0: is well let me just say this. It makes Casey at like 10 p.m. at night should be like, oh, somebody ordered something from our Etsy store. But besides <laughs> that, it also does.
1: They bought a sticker. <laughs> no, I think it's cool. So here's here's the fulfilling part for me. So one of the things is it allows us to Dun- express ourselves. Oh, okay. Or uh, me, because you don't do it. But no, it allows me to express myself when I'm creating things because That is who I am. I like to create stuff, whether it's actual stuff, designs, businesses, systems, processes, solutions, whatever. I like that part. There's just this creative drive inside me that I feel like I need to pay attention to. And when I'm not, when I'm ignoring that, I do notice a difference in myself. Like I get really excited over creative things. So I think that's important in our Etsy store. That's one of the ways that it fulfills me. The second thing that it does is it it helps fund this podcast. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Um, we don't sell a ton of stuff. Like we're not making hundreds of thousands of bucks here, but um, it's enough to support the production of the podcast, which is nice because then we're able to do this without going in debt. Yeah, <laughs> and going in the hole, and so that's really good. And then the last thing it's getting our voices out there and not like literal voices but it's getting the messages that we're trying to s- send out there and so whenever <laughs> when somebody buys a sticker that says something that cracks me up i just kind of laugh because i'm thinking look you don't know us and here you're buying an everyone needs a jackie sticker because for some reason everyone needs a jackie they might have a jackie in their life you know yeah or we've sold several stickers in the last 2 days that say I forget. I know the one, it's got a guitar on it and it's about music and mental health. So just like spreading the awareness of of mental health, spreading the awareness that women's voices deserve to be heard in different ways, no matter what they say. We've had several people buy this week, the sticker that says, never trust a therapist that doesn't say the F word. Those things are cool and mm. it's good. And it makes me happy that people are... Like encouraging in that way, and it shows the support. So I think even something as little as that, as little as time commitment, it is what joy and fulfillment it brings is important. Well, just think about you make fun of me, but I know.
0: Just think about these teenagers who probably don't have a lot of time on their hands. That would be easy revenue for them.
1: I know. That's what I try to tell Mamie. Yeah, like you could do create anything,
0: put it online, and somebody is going to buy it. Exactly. When I was in school, I didn't have the time. I did work, but how nice would it have been to get a paycheck? go to school, focus on my homework, and then also do sports and have this revenue generating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Creativity is just such a primal part of who we are. Mm-hmm. I think it is just something that you crave it. Now, not everybody, but if you do, you do. And if <laughs> if you're not creating, you're not living. A lot of people will tell you that no matter what type of creativity it is. So things like that, I think, is important to embrace and not put yourself in in any kind of box. Like Amanda just started baking and selling bread. I mean, I don't know how she has time, but it's something that is fulfilling to her. Yeah. So it's nice. Shout out to Amanda, our little bread maker. Yeah. Buy bread from Amanda. Super good. The sourdough. Wiggy lemon. It's delicious, you know, and things like that. And and she might not do it forever. She may do it for a few months and be like, dang, this costs so much freaking money. It's not profitable, but she loves it. So why not? Yeah. So why not?
0: I think just having conversations with teenagers and being open-minded or maybe young adults who are like trying to explore with their career. It doesn't have to look like what our career path look like.
1: And... Take a second and think about and connect back to your inner child,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: to what you were when you were younger and what you were when you were that high school senior. What were you dreaming of? And like, what kind of limiting beliefs did you have? And are you still hanging on to those? Have you let those go? Or are you passing those along to your kids? Preach. Preach. That's Preach. a wrap. That's a wrap. Later, Later besties. besties. If you're enjoying our podcast and would like to hear more from us, leave us a review wherever you get your podcast, so we can keep making great content. Talk to you later, besties.